Tell that Paul, it's not Atlanta. Like on you, it's not Atlanta. Clay Cole, it's not Atlanta. Decatur, it's not Atlanta. Gwinnett, it's not Atlanta. Roswell, it's not Atlanta. Fort Paul, it's not Atlanta. Lindburn, it's not Atlanta. Look, the North, it's not Atlanta. The South, it's not Atlanta. You niggas, it's not Atlanta. You bitches, it's not Atlanta. I am your host, Jawan, and with me, as usual, is my lovely co-host, Jamel. How are you doing tonight, young lady? I'm quite well. How about yourself? I am fine. I'm fine. Unfortunately, Devin uh, is unable to um, join us tonight, um, but we are sending him lots of love and lots of light, and we will talk to him uh, soon and when he comes back. So, but um, That's right. But what are we here for tonight, though? Man, uh, Atlanta, I don't really have a bumper. <laughs> I thought we were here for Moon Knight, though. Summon the suit. Su- sorry, what? Summon the suit. Summon the suit? What are you saying? The suit. The suit. Oh, bitch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, we yeah, we'll be here for Moon Knight because Moon Knight is everything. It really is. It really is. Um, so I watched those first two episodes on uh, Disney Plus, and uh, and like you said, it's just so weird. I don't know any. I didn't know anything about Moon Knight going into it at all. Uh, I don't know who the character is. I don't know his powers or his backstory, but it's. But I'm enjoying it because of um, Oscar Isaac um, and Ethan Hawke. Uh, they they are they have great on screen chemistry together and definitely it's an acting show uh, basically an acting showcase but the show is just like really really weird and I I find myself wondering how this fits in to the overall universe that Marvel is that Marvel is building and where is he going to show up um, I don't know because like it feels like one thing I noticed it feels like this is post blip I'm still not tr- quite keen on what the actual story is they're telling but um and it's only six episodes so but i just i just don't understand how this is going to fit into the overall universe because this is like you're introducing like a character now that is controlled by a god essentially so i'm like what is this weird mm-hmm. shit and, and what's and how are they telling the yeah. story yeah yeah i these marvel shows i really want them to do more than six episodes if mm. I'm being perfectly honest, like, bruh, you, we need more than that. Like, come on, give us, you know, like, just do a straight 10 and call it a day. But I'm, I mean, the first episode and the second episode were really, really dope. I mm. still don't fully know what is going on, but I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. Here for it. I have a couple of theories, but we're not going to mm. spoil it. So uh, don't worry, listeners, we won't spoil it. But I have a couple of theories as to what I think is going to go on. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but yeah, that's a great, great show. Great show, definitely. Um, uh, acting showcase for for Oscar Isaac and uh, Ethan Hawke. But uh, oh, what yeah. We, yeah. So what we're really here for is Atlanta, season yes. three, episode four, called "The Big Payback," written by Francesca Sloan and once again directed by Hiro Murai. Um, can I get? Your overall thoughts on this particular episode uh, of Frank, please? Okay. Okay, I liked it. Um, these little uh, vignettes, I almost want to call them. Like, 
where they just kind of, um, it seems like they go back to Atlanta and just focus on either like a dream that Earn is having, which I think these are like maybe some of Earn's like dreams and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just kind of see like, I guess how his mindset works. Um, but yeah, no, it was cool. Uh, it was, uh, I mean, I'll, I, I want to talk to a couple of lawyers, if I'm being <laughs> honest. You know. I'm going to talk to yeah. some of my lawyer friends to see if this is possible. And, um, uh, I, you know, ancestry DNA and uh, get this party going. No, I, if, when I first watched it, because, again, this was another one of those episodes like episode one where you know you they're in atlanta but it's not our characters in atlanta and it's like um basically nobody that we never seen before at all and just a bunch of a bunch of white people mm. uh for for legit reason but uh and it's funny that you mentioned that these are dream you that you think of these as dreams that earn is having which I think the show does telegraph in a very specific way, which we'll get into later on. Um, but I do, as I watched the episode, you know, over again, quite a few times, I was, I found myself loving it, you know, and thinking again, that mm-hmm. once again, that uh, the, the creators, Donald Glover, Stephen Glover, uh, Francesca Sloan, who wrote, uh, who particularly wrote this episode, they're knocking this shit out of the park. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I I'm still not quite keen on the actual theme of this season because, you know, like the first season was about, you know, them coming up uh, as coming up in um, in Atlanta, Earn coming up as a manager, Paperwork coming up as a rapper, Darius just hang, Darius hanging out being being silly. But they started they did a theme last, uh, four years ago with season two called Robin Season, where it had. Um, would show like the elements because we had it that started off where somebody was robbing the um drugs at a um Popeyes or so or Mrs. Winters or something like that. Um, it was Miss uh Mrs. Winters. Yeah, so I uh, found it. So it's just like I wanted to theme here. I'm kind of taking from it is almost a horror vibe. It's definitely giving me mm-hmm. Jordan Peele vibes, even though Donald Glover doesn't like being compared. I'll get into that later as well. But it is giving me Jordan Peele-esque horror vibes. But on, um, mm-hmm. in terms of the spirit, a specter of racism and how this is and how it yeah. permeates and affects everybody. You know, you had episode one with the racist white women adopting the black kids and, you know, for a murder-suicide. You have episode two where you have the black, you have traditional blackface in in Europe, um, which which, which is haunting um, Paperboy in an urn. And then um, you have this episode where it's basically repar- reparations. So, so I just mm-hmm. found it really interesting where they where they're going what? did you see the little info for the episode what it's uh like the write-up for the episode that's what i was actually said i was fine. legit scared that's what i was actually yeah, fine like, because I um because yeah, we, yeah I forgot. it just said i was legit scared by this <laughs> yeah so because i know i forget because i can't find what they did for episode uh, one and two and three but they on the i know on hulu they do have like what you just said these little um these little info of the episode is just as a description so i found that pretty funny so let's go ahead and get into the um into the um breakdown so 
we are back in Atlanta, Georgia, at a coffee coffee shop, and a man named Marshall Johnson, who is played by Justin Bartha, aka Doug from The Hangover. Doug from uh, yeah, Doug Hangover. <laughs> yes. So he's waiting in line, and he's listening to NPR's Radio Lab. I don't know how they got the clearance for that, but hey, good on them. Um, right. He he ponders over a bag of cookies. And notices the barista waving him over to order his own his drink. Now there was a black man in line ahead of him, and you see the black man is on the phone. Sounds like or looks like he's having a loud conversation because the sound is muted. And the barista tells the black guy to get back in line. I'm thinking it's probably because you know he was on the phone. You know, and not ordering, it's probably being rude. I don't know if it, I, I didn't get anything else from from that, but um, that's all I got. But so she calls just she calls um Marshall over and 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 just says go ahead and order. Marshall does try to let the guy go. He says no, oh it's all good, go ahead, it's whatever. Now, mm-hmm. has anything like that has ever happened to you? Uh, sort of, kinda. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Like, um. You'll see somebody on the phone that's not really paying attention to like the clerk or something like that, and they'll tell them, "Hey, can you step aside, you know, or at least order?" And if they don't pay attention to you, then yeah, they're gonna go to the next person. And I'm always, I, I, I did what the black, I did what uh, Doug did. I'm gonna call him Doug, listeners. <laughs> I did what Doug did. I'm just like, no, he can go, it's fine. But yeah, I mean, I didn't really think too much of it. I, I really did think that this was gonna um, be big later. But I think it was just a thing, especially just like those cookies he stole. But yeah. Right. Now it didn't feel this this didn't feel like racist or anything to me, but her trying to overlook mm-hmm. the black man. But yeah, it just felt like a rude situation. But however, something mm-hmm. like this actually did happen to me before a long time ago here in um, oh, here in Birmingham. Right. Uh I was at a I was at a bar and down here and I believe I, I was at the I was at the bar. I was uh, waiting in line to get a drink. The I'm directly in front of the um, bartender, some white white chick. I'm not on the phone or anything. I'm trying to order a drink. She overlooks me and tries to take the drink order of the white of a white guy. White guy saying, "Well, he was here first. He was here first. And she's and when he says like, "No, you go ahead and get him," she says, "Oh no, what what do you want? You know?" And I was like, "Bitch." So, and I was, of course, oh. I was, yeah, I was um, younger back then, but, you know, I didn't have the oh smart God. mouth I did, but, yeah, I should have cussed her out back then, but, yeah. Yeah, but it just reminded me of the situation that happened to me, though. So, um, after Marshall gets his order, he gets, he goes to his car, and he notices that he's accidentally stolen the bag of cookies that he was just, that he was looking at. And he kind of thinks about it for a moment. Like, should he go back in or not? But he just kind of like, you know, shrugs it off, decides it's no big deal. And he eats and he eats them. So I just found there's an interesting point to show that, hey, uh, he got away with um, with stealing this. And he didn't really mm-hmm. think too, didn't think too much about it. But he got a bit just I got away with um with this free stuff or well stolen stuff so he as he drives right as he drives off another car follows him which we will see follow him at later on later occasions throughout the show mm-hmm. he visits his um his uh, wife who's he's separated from her name is natalie and 
she takes and he just picks up his daughter and takes her to school. Natalie now, <laughs> there's a really funny part we're going to get to in a minute, but I really just thought this was a regular white woman <laughs> in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, really, yeah, I did. Which, yeah, you so, know, I'll come up later. Yeah. So um, while driving Katie to school, Marshall hears a story on the radio about a black man who sued, uh, who sued the Tesla investors whose ancestors had enslaved him. Substantially impact racial matters in modern day society. Well, yes. In the case of the Tesla trial, you have a black man suing Josh Beckford, an early investor in Tesla due to the fact that his ancestors were enslaved by relatives of Mr. Beckford's. That human capital and profit can be directly linked to the financials of the company. So I do think there's merit, and he could win the lawsuit. Not could win, did win. Mr. Umbaye did win the lawsuit, a scenario that seemed impossible to many beforehand. And you have to think, this decision will have very far-reaching consequences all around the world. Now, this... I couldn't find an actual reference to anything that happened like that, but other that the company Tesla has been accused um, of being having racist practices and uh, on the job for black workers. And I know that I don't know if they're currently in a lawsuit or if the lawsuit has been settled, but I do know there was a lawsuit about, you know, uh, racist working conditions at Tesla. So I found it interesting that uh, they sprinkled that in here. You know, to use that as a point. Mm-hmm. So, um, they do that a lot too. Right. Uh, now I don't know if you noticed, but when he was, when they got to the, when the story got to the part where it says that the guy won the lawsuit and mm-hmm. that he's getting all these millions of uh, millions of dollars, it's very slight. But Marshall does that little slight head shake. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Like he was cool with it until like they said the amount that he had to pay, like that Tesla had to pay. And he was, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it was like so. Yeah, I I know I clocked that. You know that he was that he shook his head at at that when he stopped when he when he found the black man was getting mm-hmm. paid for it. But um, he gets to mm-hmm. his office. He's confronted by a coworker in the elevator who's trying to engage him in a conversation about the Tesla decision, and he just remarks on how fair it is. Do you even care, bro? You know, Marshall's dismissing him because it just happened to some rich guy, even though he shook his head in the car when he heard it on the radio. So he, I guess he didn't, you know, he didn't want to outright say, I don't think, you know, these niggers don't deserve the money. So, um... As Marshall and his colleagues later are informed when they get to the office that the company is preparing for layoffs. And his other coworker, Paula, brings up that the company that they work for is under investigations for a sim- for similar claims to the Tesla investor. Um, so I, so it's starting to this settlement, you know, is quickly having these far reaching results that are going to affect basically everybody at his job. I kind of love it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> hmm. So uh, Marshall's white colleagues, they're looking themselves up on Ancestries.com and they're scared of the implications of possibly being locked, looked up and forced to pay back uh, reparations. There's a rumor they're being sued with the same clause that got the Tesla guy. This shit's bonkers, right? Bonkers. Well, and it's cleared the way for personal litigation now. They can just look you up and force you to pay. What? No. Really? Yeah. It's scary. 
I'm looking at my family tree right now to make sure I'm in the clear. Everybody else is too. Lucky them. Not a care in the world. Aren't you worried? Yeah. I don't yell fire unless I see flames. There's no smoke on my own. You gonna check your background? No. I never signed up for that stuff. Oh, you don't have to. One of your relatives could have signed up. I can show you how to look. I'm <laughs> fine. And Paula For the is re- black employees. All right, Paula. <laughs> All right, Paula is Paula is researching her family tree to see if her ancestors were slave owners. Marshall again is once again is dismissive of it and chooses to remain willfully ignorant. So as we and, and we and we also notice that he's been ignoring these calls from an unknown number, which I didn't think mm-hmm. white people did that, but <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I, I didn't surprising. either. But um. So I guess that's probably that's probably a heads up about that lawsuit that's coming to him. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, his black colleagues are seen, uh, you know, in the corner kicking, probably celebrating um, this settlement deal. Paula looks over and says, "Look at them, not a care in the world." <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Let me be carefree, black and carefully free. <laughs> Amen. Right. Enjoy it. <laughs> Marshall exits his uh, exits his office and he sees a white colleague crying in the parking lot in front of her BMW, you know, so whatever. And that shit getting that shit getting, <laughs> that shit getting um mm-hmm. repossessed. So um while driving, Marshall's listening to some War Talk Radio. He hears some black commentators talking about the reparation settlement, and they make a corny apologies pun. Apollo cheese. Apollo cheese. Apollo cheese. I like that. Cheese. <laughs> so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start using that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm gonna find some way to work it in somewhere. I'm gonna use it. So he notices a couple of um, black guys at the gas station filling filling up a uh, custom Lamborghini, and you know he said those niggers in his head. I heard it. Of course, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and this is one of the things I I kind of white people, most white oh, people, no. some white people oh. allegedly don't really like to see um, black people. Who have something nice or uh-uh. it's that white resentment it's like when you have when um you have if you drive if a black guy is driving a very very nice car like what did he do to get that car is he a drug dealer you know when the mm-hmm. black guys why wouldn't us- you why would you spend your money on that why don't you spend your money on something substantial yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah that white resentment that i that i dislike and no, you see, and it's, it, it's, I don't know how it is in D.C., but I see it a lot. Now. It is. No, it's the same. It's the same. Yeah. They're just a little bit more used to it now mm-hmm. because it's a lot of us out here. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. after picking Katie up from school, she questions if they are racist because someone mm-hmm. told her that she was racist in uh, school. Don't do that. That's a, that child. She yeah, the, I didn't like that. I did not like that. She that baby didn't know nothing. Right. And she asks if they if they ever own slaves, which Marshall denies. But she says, but Mr. Pedro, he's like, I we pay, pay Mr. Pedro. Mr. Pedro. <laughs> he makes a wage. <laughs> and. 
He remarks that his ancestors were Austro-Hungarian slaves during the Byzantine Empire, which was in 330 330 AD. After the death of Christ. 1,700, wait, more than that, more than that. 1,900 years ago. Girl, bye. (laughs) Bye. But he says he wouldn't demand any payment for that. So... And he kind of tries to explain to her, but he just basically says, ignore those, ignore those kids because, you know, white people don't talk to their kids about racism, you know, because, you know, critical race theory, you know. So anyway, later that night, um, he's he's making um, Katie dinner and somebody's banging on the door. He's visited by the person who was following him. And it's a process server who gives him a notice that he's being sued for reparations. Marshall Johnson. Yes. You've been served. I'm sorry, what is this about? My name is Shaniqua Johnson of the St. Louis Johnsons. Your family owned my great-great-grandmother and father for 12 years. You owe me money. Uh, I... There, there must be some kind of mistake. Uh, you know, like, can we just talk about this outside? Uh-uh, there ain't been no mistake. Excuse me. Ooh, look Excuse me. Who is it, Dad? Uh, now we got one, ma'am. two, three bedrooms. Uh, look at this bathroom. They got ma'am, good could you, could you please get out of my house? <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, you know what? You owe me about $3 million. Ma'am, hey, 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 stop it! Get out of my house! Uh-uh, this is my house. And I'm live streaming the entire thing. I want what's owed to me, Marshall. You know what? If you don't get out right now, I'm calling the police. <laughs> I'm calling the police right now. You know what? Your family's got blood on his hands. And don't bother calling the police because I already been there. Ooh. Now Jamal's gonna love this spot. And then White he, people, that's another thing that you do. When <laughs> somebody asks you your name, you say, hey, that's me. Uh, no, I want to know who you are first right. and why <laughs> you're asking who I am. Like, don't, hey, yes, yes. <clears throat> no. Processes, like, processes, no. Like, is, are you Jamel? Who, who are you? <laughs> who are you? So he's immediately confronted by Shaniqua Johnson of the St. Louis Johnsons. Uh, who's played by uh, actress Melissa Youngblood, and she and she says that she is suing him because his family owned her ancestors. I believe she said her great, particularly her great great grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will ask you here: Have you? Because we talked a little bit about the ancestry.com and everything. Had you have you looked up to see as far as like who? owned your people or anything no i haven't looked that up um i didn't really get too far if i'm being quite honest um i i didn't want to go that far because i feel like it would have just made me mad but after watching this i'm definitely getting back on ancestry dna to see uh and um then i'm gonna talk to a couple of lawyers (laughs) uh, uh yeah hopefully um Hopefully it's somebody with the last name Rockefeller or uh, yeah <laughs> Trump. I'll take that too. <laughs> Yo, you know he I'd love someone. that. 
You know, he yeah, yeah, yeah. You can pay for all of it. Um, yeah. I haven't really looked it up, but my great grandmother, she lived to be a hundred. And she mm. and I flat out when I used to go over her house um back in the day, um, uh, when I was in middle when I was um elementary middle school, I I remember flat out asking her, um, because I was an ignorant kid, but I asked her, Do you remember slavery? Because she was her like parents, she, probably Yes, but she did, and that's right, because she did tell me um, about like her her uh, her parents who um, they they got freed by Lincoln, and mm-hmm. and she t- and she mm-hmm. told me about that. Uh, and that is I, that is amazing. Yeah, I can't remember that. Yeah, I can't remember if she told me. Who did who um who they were who who the owners were and everything but I know but she but she used to share with me stories of her parents like you know like that I think and they had her after they were freed from the plantation so but yeah and recipes grandma that makes me say it I just made myself say it yeah I uh, know but no but um so um where was I Shaniqua walks into walks into his house um live streaming it and she is demanding uh three million dollars uh, and prompting and marshall is like excuse me ma'am 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 mm-hmm. uh, get, he's get, trying get to be nice about it yeah until he's not right and he's just like get out of my house <laughs> you know and so she leaves he slams the door behind her and says don't slam my door <laughs> Because that's that made me cackle. Because that's a black woman. <laughs> yes, and that's because that's her house now. Um, the next day at the office, Marshall sees that most of the black employees are absent, besides Willie and Lester. And mm-hmm. he um, he he uh, goes to Paula and he asks her about her results. And it turns out Paula is Jewish. Yeah, and, there it and, is. Yeah, and it doesn't and that doesn't count because they were also slaves. Yeah, there it is. You know, and of course the Holocaust. So you know, of course, yes, that yes, definitely the Holocaust. So, yes, go, yeah, yeah can, they can go ahead and have a seat. They can go ahead and have a seat over there. Right, so. we can we can let Paula off the hook. You know, yes, even though. But she, hey, you better calm it down on that the black thing. I don't like that. Right. He tries that Austro-Hungarian shit again with her, with her, and she reminds him that that was a million years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. He sees a white, he goes to the bathroom, sees a, a white man wearing a shirt that reads, I own slaves, but it's backwards. <laughs> and, and Paula tells him that he has to wear it. Um, the black family that uh, his ancestors own just wants him to acknowledge it. And he just has to wear that shirt two days a week because and one of those days has to be Sunday. <laughs> and I put in here, and because typically uh, slaves had the day off on Sunday, but they were still slaves. Yeah, yeah you can go ahead and keep it off. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll take the money though. It's fine. Yeah, I, just pay me. You know. Yeah, Gener- let me build some generational wealth. Right. Now, Shaniqua shows up at his job with her bullhorn, demanding money and calling him out as a descendant of a sl- of a young um, slaveholder. Lester and Willie come into the break, break room talking about what they're going to do with their settlements. What do we want? Compensation. When do we want it? Now. Marshall Johnson's great, 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 great,
Give me a new car. Get Sierra a new car. You gonna get a Cadillac or one of them, uh, those Cybertrucks? Mm-hmm. You know, Jamal can get a new phone. Get Tangie and Sierra's mom a new place, because Lord knows I can't be dealing with that anymore. Her mama? <laughs> you are. <right. laughs> hey, Lester. Can I, can I talk to you for a sec? Yeah, what's up? Hey, man, how you doing? Pretty good. It's a crazy time and everything, and uh, I'm, I really don't know what to do. Uh, no thanks. Um, I'm just a guy, you know, trying to get by, and I feel like this woman is harassing me. You know, she's kind of ruining my life. Uh, so I, I just don't know what to do. You honestly want my advice? Yes. Look, man, I grew up with black women. Right, I figured. The only thing you can do is say you were wrong and give her as much money as you can. She probably want to meet with you one-on-one, cut you down a bit. I just don't know what to do. Honestly, my advice, you got to fight that shit, man. Coming as hard as her, it's the principle. One of them, and I found it real funny because one of the, because they were talking about, like, I'm going to buy, I'm going to, you know, buy a car, get my mama a car, get my mama a house, blah, blah, blah. But I found it funny that one of the options they were talking about buying as far as cars was a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, it's black owned now. Oh, well, that's true. That's, that's true now. So Marshall talks, tries to talk to Lester um, who about what he needs to do. What can he do about Shaniqua? And mm-hmm. Lester says he know. well, you know, I grew up around black women my whole life. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And, he, and said, yeah, obviously, I thought so. <laughs> and mm-hmm. only thing you can do is to just tell her the, um, to admit the mistake, admit your family made a mistake, or admit that you, your family did do this, and just pay her as much money as you can. Now, <laughs> I'm going to pause within my notes right here, because I made a note for myself to talk yeah, about Yeah, no, this. I'm looking. Okay. So, this... I've read, I, I, I typically don't read reviews, but I did read, uh, I read one particular review, but it's a guy who, who, who wrote, who write a, wrote an article about Donald Glover's um, problem or perceived problem with black women. And, and it's coming up again uh, with the portrayal of the Shaniqua character. And basically, uh-huh. and basically, and I don't have an article in front of in front of me, I should have said that I get it later, but but basically what he's saying is what he was saying that portraying Shaniqua as a loud, boisterous, uh, no manners black woman, and that this is showing once again Donald Glover's misogynist uh, with black about black women and him and how he portrays them on screen. And it also amplifies it with talking with having Lester talk about, well, I I know how black women are. This is what you gotta do. So I was gonna ask you, Jamil, as a black woman, do you have a problem with what we see in the portrayal of some of these black women characters on this show? Um, it's starting to get noticeable. Mm. I won't lie, but there are enough black black women on the show that aren't the stereotype that you would see 
where I just kind of like let it be because I mean I don't know like I think I feel like they almost made her stereotypical for a reason Mm -hmm. and I don't have the words exactly to um exact I guess say why but I'm trusting the process Mm -hmm. but uh I'm on high alert like that yeah, I and I feel you and I get it. I don't to me, I think you're right where it feels like that she was made stereotypical for a re, mm-hmm. for a uh, for a reason and it mm-hmm. does definitely goes toward this is first and foremost a comedy show and just you know everything is over the top. So I mm-hmm. so I do think that they were just amplifying just amplifying that with um we know with some with some comedy, just like you know, she's coming in. Oh, this is my house. Um, you gonna go going on uh, having a family over for a barbecue outside of his house, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get into. So I just think that that was pretty amplified. But mm-hmm. but I am t- like like you, I do take note of it. You know, we'll see what mm-hmm. happens further in the season. Now, yeah. On another note, what I read was just one piece of that, which but later later on in the week. Donald Glover himself. The interview with himself? <laughs> yes. Came out with an interview Child. for interview, interview magazine, where which I'm going to put in the show notes, but he directly addresses this apropos of nothing uh, because he's heard the criticism. And one of the things mm-hmm. he says, um, he asks himself, are you afraid of black women? And he, and he responds um, saying that black women are playing a big part in his, do play a big part in his narrative. But then he goes on to say, I feel like you're using black women to question my blackness. This is him talking to himself. So mm-hmm. I'm like, and I'm like, bruh, bruh, you know, you, you, now, you know, this ain't, um, mm-mm. Yeah. you know, you, now, you know, this ain't gonna go well. Further amplified by the fact I don't think he had much control over this per se, even, but he is coming out with a new Amazon show. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, it's Mr. It's a reboot of Mr. and Mrs. Smith from his, from his production company. Hmm. Um, And it was supposed to, when it was first announced, it was supposed to star him and Phoebe Waller bridge. Phoebe Waller bridge uh, had, she, uh, Creative differences, and she backed out. Um, and she has been replaced by Maya Erskine, who just so happens to be half Asian and half white, which Jamel and I talked about last week about because Jamel enlightened me that this is the same demographic as his wife. And again, I don't think that it was him. He, he was directly responsible for her yeah, casting. Yeah, we don't know who did casting. Yeah. But it just with this, with there this, might have been an influence. <laughs> yes, this interview, you know, the criticism, Donald, you're not really doing yourself any favors, you know. But hey, mm-hmm. but give anybody who you, well, I mean, she probably, I'm sure she's a, good, I'm sure she's a lovely actress. I'm sure she's a great actress, yeah. you know. Yeah, so, yeah, she's funny. Knew, she's funny. But he knew he was gonna get, he should have known he's gonna get clowned. So mm-hmm. anyway, back to the, um, back to the episode. So when, um. When Lester is basically tell, telling him, like, hey, pay as much as you can, Marshall just leaves, leaves that alone. Like, fuck all that. He's like, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> he, he goes to the white co-workers 
and they tell him to fight her on it. And Paula says she looks Shaniqua up on IG and all she talks about is about Marshall owing her money. Put a pin in that for later. Um, Mm -hmm. Natalie texts Marshall that they need to talk. And she says that we need to talk. The brown hand emoji. Yes. That was funny. That was browner than the brown emojis I use, girl. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I don't even use the brown emojis that like though that brown emoji. Okay, you got it. It was That's hilarious cute. because the hand was literally white, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. it turned because they had changing. a white one. Yeah, the yeah. Mm-hmm. And Natalie tells Marshall that she doesn't want her uh, finances to take a hit by his connections and wants to finalize the divorce. Is it true? Is oh my god, was Shaniqua here? Did... Did she talk to you? Marshall, I can't believe you. Okay, let's just go inside and discuss this. Look, you can't come in here. Seriously, Natalie? (laughs) Have you checked your background? This could have easily happened to you. I'm Peruvian. This would never happen to me. You were white yesterday. Okay, look, Natalie, please, can we just... Can we just go inside and just sit down and, and just talk about... Can I say goodnight to Katie? Marshall, I can't have my finances take a hit. We have to make the divorce official. Wait, what? And he tells her that this could have easily happened to her, but she corrects him and says, oh, no. Because I am Peruvian. This would have never happened you to me. You were white yesterday. You were white yesterday. I hollered. Oh, my God. I fell out of my chair. Oh, <laughs> that was great. Uh-huh. That was the funniest shit in the day. So, mm-hmm. so Marshall tries to go home. Barbecue. And he sees Shaniqua and her family hanging outside his, sorry, her apartment. It looked like a lovely time. Hmm. And what what was they playing? Luther or something? Uh um gee, uh no, it was uh Keith Sweat, I Keith think. Sweat. Yeah, it's Keith Sweat. So Marshall tries to drive off, but she I guess this is her son, her uh, Jason, and she tells Jason to go get him. Jason calmly kicks off his slides and mm-hmm. Usain bolts behind the car and, I, and he was keeping the hell up. I don't know. All right, <laughs> I thought he was gonna like, catch him. That was hilarious. That he just he, and that nigga looked so hard. It was like ter- it was like Terminator Two, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, Marshall then checks into a hotel and he's crying and turning the lights off and on by eating the cookie that was given to him, which juxtaposes the opening scene where he mm-hmm. stole the cookie. And he was smiling while he was eat- while he was eating it. Um, oh, how the tables turn. Now I thought. One of the things I had that I thought about when he was turning the lights on and off, I kind of have expected Shaniqua to be what I had. Fatal, Fatal Attraction. They did the yeah. same thing in Fatal Attraction. Oh really? I, oh yeah. I oh know. yeah. If you seen if you seen that movie, like when right before um, Glenn Close goes super crazy, she does that same thing with the light with the mm. lamp. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. I got. I haven't seen that in a long mm-hmm. time. So he goes to the lobby. And he meets a white man named Ernest, a.k.a. E, who is played by actor Tobias Siegel uh, or Seagal, who is the same white man from episode one's opening scene at Lake Lanier. 
same mm-hmm. clothes and everything. Since he's wearing the same clothes and it's the same character, this goes to Jamel's point where this there were these episodes, um, these interstitial episodes they're having are could be dreams that earn mm-hmm. that actual that our Ernest is having, even though we did I not think see he's the white version of Ern. That okay, that's a good point. Even though we or didn't like see a him dream Ern. Yeah, know. could be. Yeah, even though we didn't see um, Ern wake up in this episode, but that that mm-hmm. actually is a good point that you made earlier. So E goes on to explain um, to um, Marshall that his grandfather used to tell him all the time that he worked for everything that he had. He built himself up by his own bootstraps, and and but he later on found out that it came about through slave labor. And like my grandfather had a lot of help and he had a lot of kids, which mm-hmm. me, which the implications are there right right there. Mm, yeah, we ain't got to say it. Yeah. So he tells him uh, about how as uh, white people, they could easily ignore the history of slavery. But that is a, but its effects on black people is not past. It's a cruel mm unavoidable ghosts that hunts them. Maybe it's only right. E, we don't deserve this. What do they deserve? We were treating slavery as if it were a mystery buried in the past, something to investigate if we chose to. Now that history has a monetary value. Confession is not absolution. And in the case of this person, what's her name? Shaniqua. To Shaniqua, to them. Slavery is not past. And it's not a mystery. It is not an historical curiosity. It is a cruel, unavoidable ghost that haunts in a way we can't see. None of us are perfect. Also, he, and also, I didn't put it in notes, but he also says something about, um, you know, what's going to happen, you know, your wife is going to leave, your wife leaves you, your daughter is going to grow up well without a, um, without a father. Same thing we did to them. You know? Mm-hmm. And but he said, but you, we're going to be OK. Your daughter's going to be OK, you know, because they still white. You know, so exactly. So and he says that the curse has now has been lifted. He then steps outside. Marshall opens up his his IG and he finds Shaniqua's page and scrolling through. He sees some of her posts and he finds uh, one where she is just. A proud mama riding bikes and playing with her kids and encouraging them. So it's not her on Instagram talking about how he owes her money. She's just a regular person. That's right. That's right. And I think this is what puts this is what informs his decision he's gonna make. But in the background, we see E unaliving himself by shooting himself in the head. I screamed. <laughs> that was crazy. I screamed. I, I saw it, I saw it coming. I was like, I was like, they're folk like they're focusing on him just standing there for for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's like it was really uncomfortable. It, that, yes, yes, uncomfortable is the word. Yes, 
Man, I that tell you I screamed. That black waiter, he was just like, <laughs> buckle up, buckaroo. <laughs> a lot more that's coming. Mm-hmm. So this is just the beginning. Now, the weirdest part of the episode is this transition um, where it's just a Hispanic man um, on a bus, you know, looking at the white girl on driving. You know, they share a little smile, but mm-hmm. he's getting dropped off at his job at a seafood restaurant. And I do want to point out uh, that I failed to mention earlier, Marshall's job is uh, he works. The, if you look in the background, you see all these pictures. Yeah, of the shrimp, shrimp company. Yeah. 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 He works for a shrimp company, company picking out logos and posters for seafood restaurants. Like and marketing. I just found it. Funny. Yeah. yeah. So now so now Marshall um, is since he's been laid off, he's now working at the seafood restaurant. He's like he's been like super demoted. Yeah. Yes. So one of the employees, of course, revealed to Marshall, who's who um, has part of his salary, 15 uh, percent of his check by choice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the one guy was just like, whoa. <laughs> what do they call it? Uh, res- restoration tax? Restoration taxes. Because that was all the, the other two. Oh, restitution tax. Giving, I'm sorry. Restitution tax. Yes. So the other white dudes are giving 10. He's giving 15% by choice uh, mm-hmm. as the restitution tax, like you said, to Shaniqua. The employees mm-hmm. then start, starts working. I know the Hispanic guy comes up to him, um, and they have a little banter. He I think they a little Spanish. Yes, I know they just call each other asshole or something like or something along that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I just I just know um, what is it? Donde esta la biblioteca? Oh, you know. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> so. Marshall, so we see him working in the restaurant. Most of the employees, they know that are people of color. Marshall then takes a uh, takes uh, some food to a black family, and then the, and as the camera pans out, revealing the dining room to be almost exclusively filled with other people but of you, color. And it seemed like all the white, uh, all the wait waiters and waitresses were white. It did seem like that. I think I did see one black girl. I don't know if she was like a hostess mm-hmm. or something. But I did mm-hmm. see one black girl, one black girl in the mix again, uh, and that is the uh, episode. I loved it. Again, yeah, uh, I thought um, it was good. Glover and Stephen Glover and Francesca definitely are doing um, some amazing things. Again, the the theme of this season could be this whole dr- these interstitial dream sequences that they keep putting in. I'm sure from the preview of next week, we are gonna catch back up with the game with the uh, with the uh, our core group i think they may mm-hmm. still be in europe i can't really tell uh it just mm-hmm. showed paper, it just showed paperboy and uh earn but we'll definitely see on that but of course this yeah, episode we'll really loved it uh do you have any parting thoughts on this before we get into feedback let's do it i'm ready for feedback because i mean like it, it's really like i don't know what else to say of the uh listeners if any of you are lawyers please comment <laughs> And let us know if, uh, if this case is sustainable and, uh, you know, if this is something that we could do. Because um, I'd like a deck for my <laughs> I also have a I also have a nice, uh, nice little credit card bill that I'd like to pay off. And, um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So let's so. do that. Right. Oh, and one more and one thing before we get into feedback, just one little small thing. It was an article written about. Um, written about black people need to stop uh, asking the government for re- for reparations and start suing for reparations. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. Gonna look at the show notes. So there actually is precedent for that. Um, Love so 
our first bit of feedback comes from new listener uh, who sent us a message in Facebook uh, named Danny. Thank you. Hi, Danny. Hi. And so Danny says, this is my feedback about Atlanta 3-4. I'm going to say it in short words. I haven't seen this level of genius to show how horrifying slavery and racism are. Uh, thank, that is, thank you, Danny. That's very short and succinct. You hit the mm-hmm. nail right on the head um, yeah. about that. I think, again, once again, this is I believe this is basically the point and the theme of this episode of these episodes to show how um, horrifying racism as a specter is. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you for that, um, for Danny. Our next bit of feedback comes from our Facebook group, which we now have. So if you go on Facebook and you search and you search for Edit It Out, you will see our, our Facebook page, Edit It Out with Jamel, Devin, and Juan, and you will also see our Facebook group. So you can feel free to join up, and I'm gonna start hey, moving. Man. Right, I'm gonna start moving the content over over there. So first comment comes from Centoria. And I'll say, hey, boo for Devin. So, hey, so Centoria says, yo, this episode. Thank you, Centoria. Very succinct. <laughs> that's literally all you need to say, Centoria. Like, that's it. Like, that for real. <laughs> next, next um, comment comes from, um, comes from friend of the show, Tiffany. And hey, boo to Tiffany. Tiffany hey, says, girl. hey, girl. Tiffany says, okay, I watched it twice and back with my thoughts. This shit was a masterpiece. Favorite moment was when dude was chasing the car and <laughs> could keep up. Hilarious. That was awesome. And Kimberly awesome. replies to that, says, when he took the slides off, I died. Again. As did I. Right. Hilarious. Hilarious. And the last bit of feedback comes uh, from another new listener. Ima- I think this is pronounced Imania. Let me know if I um, mispronounced that, but I believe it's Imania. And Imania emails us and says, I swear I wish we could have a watch party for this show because y'all this episode was giving me jordan peele twilight so show vibes that's what i said um one i love the creative spin on afrofuturism and the way writers are leading us to think deeper taking the audience into a different world separate from the original plot without any notice or explanation so bad you know what i didn't even think about afrofuturism but that that is actually a very astute point uh amania yeah um they did this is this is similar they did a lot of that in um, Lovecraft Country with the Afrofuturism. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Uh, two, I've always said we, black people, talk about the effects of slavery on us and how terrible it was, but we rarely hear about what the effects of slave owning has done to the mentality of white people and the mental effect of their descendants. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm mm-hmm. kidding. This show thought that thought that idea out layered with reparations and white guilt, and it was a wild uh, ride. I don't know if white people really think about it that much, and maybe they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you have some that do. You know, there are there 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 are some good ones. So, but mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah, but I never thought I didn't. I honestly didn't think about it that way either. So another stupid point. Three. I thought that the white man was gonna kill that black woman because of the way violence and toxic toxic masculinity is set up. I was waiting on it. You know what? I kind of was too. I, I thought. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that, but maybe just because I only see him as Doug from The Hangover, so that just might be me. Yeah, that could have been, but one thing that kind of, it made me think about uh, white radicalization uh, when they, when they're challenged by their racism, then some of them turn into, turn radical, so that's kind of, it made Mm -hmm. me think about that, especially when he came on, you know, so Mm -hmm. four, did y'all notice that the tall, dark-skinned man was 
in almost every scene in the background doing odd jobs like trash or crossing guard, but I could be wrong. I did not pick up on that. I didn't I didn't pick that up either. I think I, yeah. I gotta watch it again. <laughs> Five. And the last thing I say is about this last scene showing all the minorities. The history of each one of those minorities have been affected by some form of racism, white supremacy, American diplomacy, or genocide. The Native Americans need to be sitting right at that table beside besides black folks, because they've been overdue for reparations since Columbus looked in their direction and America tricked them off of their land and into reservations. Great point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so happy I found your podcast. I have such a good time listening to your take on the latest shows. Can't wait to listen to this week's episode. Sorry for the long email and any grammar issues. Bess, um, Grace, if she goes by thank Grace. Thank you. Thank so, you. Thank you. So thank you, Grace, uh, for that. And listeners, you can also leave you can also leave us feedback in those ways with our Facebook group, our Facebook page, and our email address is etopod at gmail.com. Again, etopod at gmail.com. Um I will implore you all, since uh, we're getting new listeners, to go to your to go to Spotify and or um, preferably and uh, Apple iTunes and leave Hi. us a, uh, a leave us a review, a rating and a review, five stars preferably, in which we actually do have a five star review uh, on here that I'm going to just read, and this five star review comes from um, Taria. And Hi, Taria. Hey, Taria. Uh, Taria says, so funny. I love this podcast. I love listening to this podcast, and I'm not just saying that because I'm Devin's Bay. Okay, okay. Oh, 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 my God. Okay, I do know her. She's she's like Devin's completely perfect black woman. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. yeah. So, I love the dynamic and the energy between the hosts. And how they break down each episode. It's so entertaining and funny. Queen Jamil is my favorite. But, oh I, also, my God. but I also love the bouges, the bouginess that Juwan brings to each episode. And Devin keeps me laughing when he says the wildest things that probably should be edited out. Uh, but I'm glad they keep it all in for the most part. Girl, if you if you if you Child, really do, girl. <laughs> if you girl. really do, there is Lord, no episodes really be about five hours long, but we have to cut <laughs> that shit down because Devin is wild. <laughs> there is never a dull moment. Keep up the great work, y'all. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Taria. Thank we you really so appreciate much. That. Thank you so much, girl. Really appreciate that. And uh Devin's and Devin is not here, but I did want to read that um from you to him. And so he will um, respond to you um, next time. But uh, yeah, so listeners, like I said, leave us a five star review on Apple, on Apple iTunes, and on, on Spotify. Jamel, where can they find where you? Where can they? Oh well, you know what? They can find me on the internet uh, on Twitter, especially at Jamel My Bell. That is J A M E L L E M Y B E. L L E at brain fart. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> if you're looking to find me on Facebook, um, I'm in the edit that out Facebook group. Okay. Other than that, don't find me. <laughs> you can find um, Devin on Twitter at Devin Lamar with two R's. Talk about it, and you can find me um, not on the quiet storm because I don't feel like doing it tonight. But on Twitter at <laughs> JTD, that is J A Y T E E D E E. On TikTok at Chef JTD, and you can find the Edit That Out podcast on Twitter at Edit That Out One. Uh, any parting thoughts, ma'am? 
man, I'm just ready for the next episode. We got a lot coming um, down the pike. I'm really, really excited. And uh, yeah, man, this is a short one. Devin, we love you. That's all we got to say. Yes, we love you, Devin. Looking forward to hearing you, to uh, talking to you uh, when you when you come back. Programming note, listeners, I'll go ahead and announce it on the on the podcast. The next show that we're doing is gonna be is gonna be We Own This City that it pre- that premieres on HBO Max on April 25th. So we'll we'll be playing double duty and squeeze that in. But that is our next our next show. Uh, but anyway, thank you again for listening. We appreciate you. Have a good evening. Have a good week. And we will be talking to you all next week for episode five of oh, FX's Atlanta. Bye bye. Farewell. What do tigers dream of when they take a little tiger snooze? Do they dream of mauling zebras or Halle Berry in her Catwoman suit? Don't you worry, pretty striped head, we're gonna get you back to Tyson and your cozy tiger bed. And then we're gonna find our best friend Doug, and then we're gonna give him a best friend hug. Thank you.